ready, Jerry? I'm ready. I just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, when it grind. Yeah, I got the ring on the chair, on the GB of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my hustle. Okay, let's go smoke that joint. What up, what up? Fantasy Football Hustler back at you. And oh yeah, we got a brand new series on the network here. It's going to be airing every single Tuesday, 11 Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. And uh, it's going to be breaking down real football, okay? It's not just going to be a fantasy football show. It's going to be breaking down more real football than anything. So I'm really going to teach you guys about the game of football. And I got the perfect guy to be bringing you this info every single week. It is my man, KD. This guy knows football like no other. He's been on a bunch of shows before. You've seen him on here before, but let's show him some love. My man, KD. Can you dig it, dig it, sucker, sucker? Hey, what's up, man? Thank, hey, what thanks up? for having me. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, man. Real excited about this because uh, I've always wanted to get more shows on the, on the channel here where it's me not involved so much and, uh, who better to break down some real football than my man KD? So I'm excited. Hey, well, you hey, you give me a little bit too much credit, man. I don't know too much. You know, I just kind of just watch over the highlights and stuff. <laughs> nah, man. You you know, I mean, a lot of people on this channel, I mean, you know, we're talking fantasy football goers. Maybe they watch one, two games, you know, a week, something like that. I mean, the stuff that you watch, your knowledge about football, I'm toot your horn. I'm toot your horn a bunch because uh yeah, compared to some normal, regular folk, you know what you're talking about, man. That's why I got you here. <laughs> okay. All right. Got you. <laughs> and Bogart in the build in the GMM network. What up, bro? Said nice early morning stream. Every Tuesday, Bogart is going to be going down. So a few hours before our fantasy news show. What's up, Bogart? I remember talk, talking to Bogart. Was, I was on the, uh, the podcast last time with you guys. So, yeah. What's up, man? Yeah, my man John Mack, he said, I need this as a podcast, feller. You already know. As soon as as soon as the show ends, we, we upload it on the podcast. So in about an hour, maybe an hour and a half, it'll be in podcast form for you, my man. Cool. And from Twitch, Frankie J, what up? Good morning. Good morning. All right. Well, uh, KD, this is your show, so I'm going to pass over the reins to you. And uh, yeah, what do you want to talk about first? All right, so uh, if you guys don't know who I am, uh, you know, I'm KD, uh, just a normal guy. Uh, I, I watch a lot of football. I coach football. Uh, basically, I, I just want to talk to you guys about some of the different games, some of the shockers, some of the surprises, uh, maybe some of the letdowns, some of the things you guys weren't necessarily tracking, even just from a, just a regular football and also a fantasy standpoint. Uh, so, so basically what I'll do, I won't do every game every week, because some games are just not worthy to talk about. Like, 
like for instance, I'm not gonna talk about the Pats putting up a 50 burger on, on the on the on the Jets. It's just not not worth it. It's uneventful. It's just not gonna be worth it to squeeze. Um, the same thing with I'm not gonna talk about the, the Houston Texans scoring five points in a football game against the Cardinals. It's just not not worthy to talk about. Um, but I will talk about you know some some of the games. I know, yeah. By the way, uh, if you're seeing me, I'm a Ravens fan. Uh, I will talk about what the Ravens' problems are and, and how they got exposed when it comes down to what Jamar Chase did to him and, and, and so forth. So, all right. So right off the rip, um, if you haven't already, be sure if there's a like button available to you, make sure you hit the the, the like button and uh, make sure you have a comment. If you got a comment. We're trying to get your questions answered and so forth. All right, so first game is the uh, Thursday night football game, uh, the, the Cleveland Browns versus the Denver Broncos. Uh, a lot of lot of people were riding high um, with Cleveland, uh, what they were doing, and then you had some injuries uh, with, with Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, those kind of injuries uh, basically loomed over into this game. Um, in this particular game, people – we're saying basically, hey, the Broncos had a chance to beat them, to upset them, because they got Teddy Bridgewater back, and he's starting to play like he was playing like before he got hurt and so forth. Um, the, the one thing I will tell you is Denver, um, they kind of took themselves out of the game early by not establishing the run and not, not staying with it when it comes down to, hey, we're going to try and exploit this Cleveland defense and all the injuries they have on the back end. Keep the run game going. Try to keep it going. That way you're not one-dimensional. Because if you get one-dimensional against any team in the NFL, it's like, hey, okay, look, we don't have to worry about picking our poison. We know one thing that you can't do, and this is what we're going to try and explore it. So, so with that being said, I, I just think Denver kind of fell into that trap, and, and then it was just like, all right, here we go. We're going to feast as much as we can. Um, the, the explosion for the Cleveland Browns was not there on offense. You guys can see it. 17 points with that type of offense. I got it. I know you have uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb out, but Giannis Johnson came in, and uh, I, I followed some fantasy fantasy groups, and people were just like cussing everything underneath the sun because it was like, darn it, you guys told me not to mess with Giannis Johnson. It was going to be a letdown game, yada, 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 how good Denver's defense is and so forth. So I got it. I understand that. But at the same time, you guys got to understand, in, in a real fo uh, football aspect, it's, it's basically saying, hey, if I know this team is strong against something, I'm going to try and not do that or at least take my chances. But and then once I get a chance to, to export their, their strength or whatever or their weakness, I, I'll turn around and say, hey, I'll hit it every now and again. And it's basically going to the well, called going to the well. And you only can go to the well so many times during so many parts of the game. But he finished with 146 yards on 20-some carries. Uh it's a pretty good night for him. Um, now, <laughs> going forward, I don't expect him to get those kind of numbers. So, so with that being said, if you picked him up or, or if you're thinking, hey, you know, Cleveland now has a three-headed monster, I don't know if he's going to get those carries going forward with those guys coming back. So, so what say you, Alex? Well, so, and I was going to ask you real quick, because there's a lot of people who are like, man, Dearness Johnson, like, is Nick Chubb even going to get his job back? You know, when because of Dearness Johnson, I mean, come on, like, it's Nick Chubb and it's Kareem Hunt the yeah. entire way. But it is nice that they could fall back on a guy like Dearness Johnson when both their top running backs are gone. But I, I think they just caught him by surprise is really what it was. I mean, the Browns, they 
when you're out your top two running backs, I mean, as the opposing defense, I would just assume they're going to try to throw it a little bit more. But even with those crazy-ass wins, I mean, there's 25-mile-an-hour wins that they said. I don't know why the Broncos didn't know that they were just going to stack up against the run, you know? And um, I love the way Dearness Johnson looked. Um, if you could sell him, so for fantasy purposes, if you could sell him now, just go ahead and sell him because Nick Chubb, he's supposed to come back this week, and he's going to be the lead dog again. Yes, sir. All right, so uh, moving along to the, the next game, um, the Washington football team against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the biggest surprise for me in this game is uh, Taylor Henneke is basically the leading rusher with, with having, having McKissick and uh, Gibson. I'm like, what is going on? Because I, I was expecting to be like, hey, okay, if there's a chance to try and explore the defense, there's a chance that they basically say, hey, okay, look, I got some good passing options, which Terry McLaurin did his thing. He had seven catches, 120-some yards, so he did his thing. Um, he got some he got uh, got some help from the supporting cast and so forth. Um, but I just look at those running backs, and I'm like, look, the, the most you guys can muster up is 70 yards in between you two, two of you guys, and you had a quarterback that's not really known for his running ability, 95 yards running on the ground. That, that's crazy. Um, he, he was kind of mediocre in the air, one, one touchdown, one IAT. Uh, 200 and some yards passing. Uh, and then Aaron Rodgers, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he loves these type of games to where, hey, you don't really have any kind of competitive uh, uh, person on the other side. So it's like, hey, okay, you guys want to go ahead and, and, and play slap boxing? I'm going to pull out this bazooka and shoot you with this bazooka. So uh, he has uh, <laughs> three three touchdowns, 270 some yards, uh, yeah, 240 some yards, I'm sorry, because of the sacks. Um, and, and it was just basically, uh, for me, it it, it 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 most people look at the score and they say, "Hey, it wasn't a dominant game." To me, this game was just they were just playing with them. It was like, "All right, we're gonna let, let you guys think you have a chance, and, and this is what it is. We're gonna go ahead and just just beat you guys and, and do our thing." Um, what you what do you think about the uh, the Green Bay defense? Because I mean, that was something that I was really surprised on, especially in the red zone. Like, what they get like three stops in yeah. the red zone and two turnovers yeah. in the red zone. Yeah, and it, it, it's and to me, to me, I believe that that's a that's a continuity thing because because with, with Fitzpatrick, you know, having him out there, he's he's not. Hey, I think he would have been. He understands the situation a lot more than, than Heineke. I think Heineke is, is kind of to the point to where he's he's moving with a sense of urgency when he gets in the red zone instead of just hey, it's no different between you know the thirty back to the other uh, the other yards. The yards are not different. They're not they're harder to come by because now that the defense is condensed down and they don't have to worry about covering so much of an area. So that's why you got to be slow and kind of deliberate at, at times, not all the time. But at times you got to make sure, hey, I got to make sure when my guy comes out of the break, I got to put it right on him. If not, chances are it's probably tip or either interception or whatever it may be. So, and I just think he didn't show that when they got to the red zone. So, um, and so moving to the next game, uh, it is the Chargers. Hold on, nope, not the Chargers. It is the Chiefs versus the Titans. Uh, <laughs> oh man, um, this 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 game this game ripped some people's hearts out. Um, partly because you know people were trying not to wave the panic flag for Kansas City. Um, I, I kind of waved it long before this. Uh, I'm a Ravens fan, and I kind of waved it that that game. The reason why I waved it at that game is because. 
they couldn't particularly put the Ravens away like they had done in the past. Like, like in the in the past, it was hey, the Ravens was uh, fighting and clawing their way back into games and so forth, which they did. But it was like hey, they they kind of got very vanilla towards the, the later part of the game. So it's just like man, what kind of Kansas City team are we look we watching right now? Because they just didn't look like themselves. They just looked like they were like all right. Cool, we're gonna let up, and we're cool with whatever the outcome may be. We know we can beat this team, and, and so forth. So, with the Titans, uh, Derrick Henry, people look at the score, and they like, oh, I know Derrick Henry had 150 yards running. Nope, I know he had like three touchdowns on the ground. Nope, I tell you one thing, he did have though. He had a passing touchdown, unlike Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know what it's worth in a, in a fantasy world because what's the chances of your your running back, especially one of the top ones, throwing a pass for a touchdown. I don't know, you know, if he gets a uh, full credit for that. I guess he does. He does. Um, he does. <laughs> so, with with that being said, it's like the the shocker for me is is not only the defense but the offense as well because you know the Titans defense coming into it, nobody thought they was a chess beater type of defense. Everybody thought it was kind of like a bend but don't break type of defense. But to shut them out the way they shut them out, it was just like, wow, I, I cannot believe it that, that this particular thing happened. I was just watching the game. I watched it at halftime. I was like, all right, they're going to get going in the second half. But then lo and behold, Patrick Mahomes got knocked out of the game. And then it was like, oh, gosh, this is it. So, yeah, that, that game all around, I mean, it was just uh, – it was wild. It, it was kind of what I thought was going to happen. I mean, they, they kind of – the Chiefs, they tried to stop Derrick Henry with, like, everything they could. And, you know, a couple times they were successful. But what does that do? It opens up the game for Ryan Tannehill. A.J. Brown killed it. I think that we're going to see. You're not going to be able to shut down King Henry. He's still going to collect those taxes. But teams are going to be loading up so much that they're going to slow him down at times. Like, he's not going to go for a buck 50, buck 80, and three touchdowns every single game. Like, this is the NFL. These are grown gladiator men that we're talking about. But I'd say more often than not, he's good for at least 100 and a touchdown, though. Yeah. And now, I, I will tell you, see, this is the thing. Uh, so, to the average football fan, uh, this is the thing called the box. Uh, so, mostly, you know, there's five offensive linemen. And, and you have four defensive line, depending on who's playing. So you have four deep, uh, defensive guys versus five offensive line. How they cheat the system is they, they bring in more people into that particular so-called box. So now you have an eight on five. Now you, you kind of limit to where Henry can go. And then the, the, the objective is to get him get him before he gets going. Because everybody knows once he gets going and his, and his stiff arm is loaded up, he's, he's knocking you to Saturn. So, so it's, 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 it's deadly. So, so with that being said, it's like, that's what teams are going to start doing a lot more. And they're going to basically sell out, like, like Alice was saying, trying not to get him to go above 50 or, or three, three touchdowns. There um, was a, there was one time that I saw and you could tell how pissed Henry was, but it was like, he got the ball and there was like three guys tackling him in the backfield. Like, you know, before he even touched yeah. the line of scrimmage, yeah. Yeah. he knows that that's going to happen, but he yeah. was so pissed. Like you see him like <laughs> smacking the ground, like ready to like destroy somebody. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, because he don't have to be going fast. All he has to do is just have a little bit of momentum. He, he's going to shed half of your secondary players, all your DBs and cornerbacks. Why do you think they don't want to tackle him? It's just like, all right, I know I'm just gonna bounce off of this guy. I don't want to be on Sports Center, so so let me let me try and get him before he's going. 
Yep. Derrick Henry is a beast. He's going to win the MVP in fantasy. And he, uh, he should win the MVP in real life if he keeps this up. Exactly. Exactly. Because, look, I, I said this last week. To, to me, he's not only uh, – out, out, he's, he's besting all the running backs. It's not even a conversation about the running backs no more. By the, far. The, the conversation is now, hey, what is he – or what is Tennessee without him? What, what is Tennessee going to be without him? And you got to have that conversation. If you don't have that conversation, then it, it is exactly what people are saying. The MVP is a quarterback award, and you need to change it. Because if, if not, you, you if this guy goes for another 2,000 yards, that, that's crazy. Nobody has ever done a back-to-back 2,000-yard season. So and he does – he does have a little bit of an unfair advantage with the extra season or with the extra game added to the season, but yeah, yeah. it Absolutely. wasn't his. It wasn't his fault that uh, that that got added. So exactly, we can't, exactly. We can't blame so, him for getting it either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the same way people are saying, "Oh, your schedule." Like, I didn't make the schedule. No, yeah. I, we we just played. We just played the games. So so it is what it is. And um, as of uh, as of right now, I know we're only seven games in, but he's on pace for twenty one hundred yards as of right now. That's crazy. And he already has 10 touchdowns, 10 rushing touchdowns, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so just think about that. And he and you know it's crazy. He has 10 touchdowns, and he didn't score a touchdown in three of the games that he's played so far. That's yeah. even more insane. Yeah. So all right. Yeah. All right. So the next game, um, I wanted to keep one of these teams in London. I I, I was actually depressed when they came back, uh, the Falcons versus the Dolphins. Uh I wanted them, I wanted the the London to, to adopt them and they was going to rename them to the Gat uh, uh, Heathrow Pigeons or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just, I didn't, I didn't want them to come back to the States whatsoever just because they're uneventful. Um, however, it was a, a, a great sighting to see uh, Kyle Pitts finally coming into to, to fantasy uh, uh, relevance uh, because right now a lot, well, some people were saying, hey, in football, even in regular football world, it's like, this guy wasn't worth a top 10 pick. Um, you know, that's what people were saying because he was not coming out and being a part of the offense. Uh, a lot of the touchdowns was going to other places and, and so forth. Like, I know they're riding high on Cardero uh, Patterson. I know they're riding high on him. He's and we call him uh, we call him Corduroy Pimpin on the show. Corduroy <laughs> oh, Pimpin. Oh, yeah, that's right. That is Bogart did tell me that. So, Corduroy Pimpin. Uh, he, you know, he 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 does his thing. He's he's a walking a hundred all-purpose yards every every freaking week. Um, whether it's running, receiving, probably I, I think they're gonna even try and get him started throwing the ball. So so that's good for them that they found something in him and, and they're able to utilize that. Uh, the thing with Miami, uh, Miami is probably one of the bigger letdowns, especially after what they had last year. Uh, because I know Brian Flores was uh, up for coach of the year. Uh, I was I was lobbying heavy for him, uh, going ten and six with that that roster that he had. Uh, it was kind of just a, a community of guys. It wasn't no no hey uh, legendary talents on there, and it was just basically them guys playing hard for that particular cause and, and basically saying, hey, we want to show people that we really uh, can compete even in the AFC East. Because uh, you know, a lot of people look at the AFC East and they're like. Hey, it's it's the, the the you guys are basically whipping boards for the Patriots for the last yeah. 20 years. So so now um with, with that being said, for them to, to take this big of a step back is like it, it's it's kind of hurt my eyes to see. But 
uh, you know, the, the game got played. Tua came back, uh, two four four touchdowns, two ints. Uh, Matt Ryan, uh, two touchdowns, one INT. Um, some people were, were saying, you know, they let the wrong player go. They should have let Matt Ryan go. Um, and, and I don't think I don't think they were, they were planning on rebuilding with a quarterback with an agent Julio. So that's that's why I think they kind of they they feel good about their decision of keeping um, <laughs> keep, keeping uh, 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 Matt Ryan instead of Julio. Uh, so what you what do you think about this game, uh, Alex? So I mean, I've been making jokes about the Dolphins, like that their coaches are going back to treating their nose, you know, like the old regime, <laughs> because like they are just doing everything wrong. Like I just I don't understand it. Like everything that you tried to start last year, you know, you completely like flip everything around, and I don't know why. Like I don't know why Miles Gaskin goes in games from getting like two touches, you know, to getting like the fifteen touches, and then looking like a you know all pro. I just don't get like how you go from like not using him one game to like him being literally the reason why your team is doing so good the next game, and um, just stop like utilizing him. That that's really what it is for me. Like the Dolphins, like last year they were my dark horse, you know, to make the uh, make the playoffs as a, as a wild card spot. And I think they're only like one game out of that. And then maybe they would have like um, I forget whoever they would have tied with at that point, but. They, I wanted them to make the playoffs this year. I thought they were going to be a dark horse to get into the playoffs, and a lot of it was because of their defense, and they've just been failing all around. Yeah, I mean, I know they got some injuries with, with in the secondary, but it's like still, it's like goodness, like you can't you can't be this bad of a team now. You basically, you basically have everything still in play what you have as a coach as coaches. So, so I didn't understand that, but I mean, it is what it is. So. All right, so moving along, uh, another shocker of a game. Oh gosh, man, it's just <laughs> so um, <laughs> the New York Giants going against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, man, it's 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 another one of those one of those things, man. It was like, all right, they lost Saquon Barkley. You know, we was like, they, you know, Daniel Jones is probably not going to be be back to his, his regular self. He's probably never going to get back to his regular self. After trying to a quarterback sneak on the goal line again, concussed. Everybody, so I was like, all right, okay, I guess Carolina come in and be real competitive. And, and who knows, you know? And I was like, you don't, Sam Donald, he reverted back to himself. Uh, he reverted back to the, when he was at the Jets, probably the third game with the Jets. I don't understand this at all. I just don't get it whatsoever. It, it wasn't like he had horrible numbers when he got benched. It, it was just to the points where, like, he was second guessing throws to to, to to actually go down the field, and it was just like, all right, I'll just check it down. I'll just check it down. Cool, we good. Uh, oh, this is what you guys gonna give me? Cool, I just check this down too. And, and to, to the point to where it was like, I don't even know if you're the same guy anymore. I mean, I mean, I got it. You got sat, but we're talking about the Giants here. We're not talking about hey, this ain't the the, the Giants of, of old. This Lawrence Taylor's not out there. I don't understand what you're scared of. They don't even have their best defender out there, Blake Martinez. He's not even out there because exactly. he went out for the and, I, and I'm like, why are you nervous? And then so it was to the point to where they were just like, all right, we're just gonna shut you down. And I'm like, why? Because you shut him down for a guy that went three for 14, three for 14 in the NFL game, 33 yards pass. You shut him down for that. So and I and I, I'm not I'm not saying, hey, you know, this guy is doing the best that he can. But at the same time, it's like you traded for the guy for a reason. And then all of a sudden, you're going to shut him down 
Um, and he and he needs to get better chemistry with his guys. Like Terrence Marshall, the, the rookie from LSU that, that had the huge upside, just like Jamar Chase, he's he's basically nobody even knows he's in the league. <laughs> and, and, it's just, and, it, and it's just hurtful. It's just hurtful to see because he's just like, dang, bro. Like, wow, we're not getting nothing out of this guy. And then the other thing is, I, I was thinking Chuba Hubbard was come in and he he had the same type of dynamics. It's it's just it's not the same without CMC. And just it's just not the, the productivity is just not there. It just I don't I don't know if it's ability. I don't know if it's the trust in the offense. Uh it, it's it's just not. He's hit or miss. Some days he'll get closer to the, the hundred yards. Other days he'll get you know twenty five yards on sixteen carries, and it's just a mess for them offensively. Now, uh, for the deep, I mean for the the Giants, the Giants did what they needed to do. The, the Giants came in and said, "Hey, all right, cool. These guys are a little bit uh, uh, in their way; they're wounded, and we're gonna go ahead and go for a kill, go for the gusto if we can." And and that's good for them because they're in a the division that hey, you know, you can go seven and ten and win it. So yeah, and in the, in the NFC East is like. Bro, we don't have to have 12 wins or 13 wins. We can win it with 7 and 10 and be all right. Um, and they didn't do anything spectacular. Uh, you know, 200 yards, uh, my bad, I'm sorry, 180 yards uh, passing, one touchdown, no INTs. He was sacked twice. Daniel Jones, nothing spectacular, but he did enough to win the game. Uh, I know some people look at the score and they're like, man, they just smacked him. He's like, no, it was kind of mediocre. One touchdown passing, one touchdown running. And then it was just three field goals. That's basically what it was. It's just the fact that Carolina Panthers couldn't do anything. And oh yeah, by the way, the other thing is the, the biggest letdown is Carolina Panthers was, was at one point undefeated. They go undefeated. from being three and zero to three and four. Like <laughs> it's just like why? I think. They, well, in the Carolina like front office and coaches and stuff, like everyone who hated on Teddy Bridgewater, now they're seeing the exact same thing. CMC is gone, and like CMC is like the enforcer on this team. Like if he's not there, you're not getting any respect from the no. other defense, like at all. They have no reason to respect you. Yeah, and, and, uh, it's, and it's just crazy, just crazy to me because I'm like they were undefeated, like and hold up, they're three and four right now. Okay. Now, now, here's what I want you to break down. Prior to this game, so not after this game, but they had two of the top three wide receivers and drop balls on their squad. Robbie Anderson had six before this game, and DJ Moore had five. Two of the top three drop pass wide receivers in the league. And, uh, I mean, what, what what does that do for a quarterback like Darnold, you know, who's making throws? It's like literally going to hit a guy in the face, but it's just, he just drops it right off his hands. It makes you kind of don't want to play because because we all think of the quarterback position is is, is a passer, a, a guy that that's delivering. Hey, this is my this is my trust in my receivers as I throw this ball forty yards, twenty yards down the field to these people, and, and I think, hey, okay, these guys are going to catch it. But then when I see them just drop it, it's like I don't want to be out here. <laughs> and I don't I don't want to throw the ball no more. I want to run it. I, just, just just turn around and hand it off to anybody because because the offense doesn't work at that point because it, it and to me if I'm a defensive guy I don't even have to play defense on you if I know you're gonna drop it it's like all right let me see if I, oh oh he got that one nope he dropped it cool hey great defense y'all Chuba <laughs> is not being covered when they when they see him go out into a pass route nobody even covers him he's yep. dropping more than he's catching mm-hmm. and, and 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 that's the and that's the thing like. 
trades are trades are fine, but when you trade, you need to have it done early in the season to try and build up that that continuity with them as much as you can or that chemistry. You need that chemistry there because now you can kind of see like that's one of the most underrated thing um, uh, that you can talk about when it comes down to quarterback and receiver relationships. Like Tom Brady was kind of he did a, a special on it about how quarterbacks throw their guys into dangerous situations and, and then receivers or running backs try and catch. And now you got to understand some receivers and running backs may not be totally comfortable catching that ball and having to turn their body or contort their body because they know, hey, if I get hit while I'm, I'm contorted, I, that's probably a season in the injury. So, so with that being said, I just don't believe they have that kind of relationship thus far. And I don't know how you're going to get it while you're in season game after game. Cause Robbie Anderson, like literally every time I see him catching the ball, unless it's like a, like a contested catch, he's looking up field as he's trying to catch it. And that's why it looks like he's dropping the ball. And it, and it's crazy though, because he came from the jets. <laughs> so it's like, hold on, wait a minute. Was it the green uniform? You need green uniforms for you to go back and because because he was a little, he was doing good in, in with New York. Yeah, and I was just like, all right, that's why I picked them to to be better than what they were because I was like, all right, Rodney Anderson, you got Curtis Samuel coming over. You know, man, they they may be something special. They got CMC. They they probably have a chance to do something good. Nah, none of that came came into to fruition like it should have. So it doesn't make. Like, it doesn't make sense that Robbie Anderson is doing worse with someone that he that we thought he had some chemistry with. Yeah, yeah, and, and that just just I don't understand that because because that and then we can't even blame it on the OC because who is the OC in New York? New York, somebody we probably don't even think about. Yeah, <laughs> but now you got you supposedly have an offensive minded coach in Carolina, and it's, it's the exact opposite from where they were. So, all right, um. So moving along to the next game, it is, I think it's the Ravens. Yes. All right. So. Uh, and uh, re real quick before you get into the Ravens. And uh, John said, can we ask trade questions here? I know the Hustler is busy, uh, but can I get Rodgers and Murray uh, in my, Rodgers or Murray in my forced trade league? Who would you take? I have Wilson currently. <laughs> so this, uh, we're not really going to be asking too many trade questions or start sit questions. Anything related, you know, to the games, we'll be getting on it. But John, you, uh, you're, you're my man. I, I got you here. I think I'd rather go Murray over Rogers. That's where I'm leaning. Yeah, I, I would, I would go Murray over Rogers as well. <laughs> even in, even in the real aspect, the real aspect of the game, because, because he can, he can, he can kill you more than one way. So, um, so. Uh, this next game is going to be painful for me, uh, but, hey, I'm going to try and muster through it. If I cry a little bit, you guys just let me do my thing. Don't stop me. <laughs> um, so coming into this game, uh, we, we knew uh, the Ravens had some issues with uh, linebacker coverage, losing LJ Fort, losing Marcus Peters in, in, in the beginning of the season. Um, you, you guys kind of seen some of the, the exploitation is, that has been happening to this defense. Um, the other thing is um, with the linebackers that we have, they're, they're not the faster linebackers when it comes down to eating up space and, and denying people uh, to certain areas and so forth. Um, I, I'm not going to make an excuse. Uh, the, the, the Bengals came to play just flat out. They, they came to play and they, they exploited a couple of uh, the matchup problems with the Ravens. 
And once they got the, the CJ Usama out in space, he got his one touchdown. The Ravens tried to, to make adjustments. And when they made those adjustments, they exploited uh, Jamar Chase even more. So then it was like, hey, whatever little coverage you had to, to bottle up Jamar Chase, it was like, hey, now you just gave this gaping hole because we started to worry about CJ Usama. So now it was like, hey, all right, take your poison. And true or false, KD, it doesn't matter how good or bad the team is in the AFC North. Every time it's a division game, those teams come to play. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, 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 the one thing, see, the one thing about the AFC North, this is the one thing about, about, about the AFC North. Everybody has a defense. Yeah, that defense doesn't show up every week, week in, week out, but they do show up on certain games to stop people because they, they know the magnitude of it. For instance, if you look at the Steelers, when when the Steelers play the Ravens, I guarantee you they're going to have a, a, a really good game plan to try and stop Lamar Jackson and vice versa with the Ravens. The Ravens are not going to just let, you know, the Steelers just run wild with their, their fast receivers up and down the field. They're just not going to let that happen. So you're going to have to basically counter what they want to do and take it away from them. And so, so then once you take it away from them, you you exploit, exploit certain things. Like, for instance, running the game in a defense, you got to have either or to win those divisional games. If you don't have if you don't have neither one of them, you're going to get blown out, guaranteed. And, Corey, I love that move. Said I traded Josh Jacobs for Justin Jefferson. I have Cook and Najee. Good move. Hell, yeah. yeah. Great move. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so the – for the Ravens, on the Ravens' side, the, the Ravens um, have to uh, not abandon the run game prematurely. I got it. They got all their running backs that are hurt and so forth. But if you just basically continue to rely on Lamar Jackson to do all the running for you and not have a 1B or 1A with him, then you're not going to be super successful. Because guess what the defense is doing? Hey, I don't care about 17. I don't care about 15. I don't care about 12. I care about eight. That's fine, eight. And we're going to bracket him in, and we're going to make sure he don't run. And, yeah, we want him to throw it because guess why? You know, you have one or two options. Those one or two options, and then I just got to get home. As long as I get home, hey, guess what? You got Your guys' game plan is, is kind of uh, suspect at that point if I limit Lamar Jackson's ability to make the explosive plays. Now, as a, a real quick, as a real Ravens, you know, as a, as a fan of the Ravens, a team that has Super Bowl aspirations, you know, for sure, at least preseason. How sad did it make you watching a game where Devonta Freeman and Le'Veon Bell were the two lead backs? It, 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 at this point, I'm really about to get me some highlight tapes going and say, <laughs> hey, look, I'm, I'm better than five carries for five yards, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm better than five. Hey, look, I, I can at least get you to 10 on five carries. And, and, that, and that's probably with no pads. <laughs> we're so, talking about like 100% well not 100 minus the Ravens well let's say the first time through all these guys hit free agency nobody wants them people get injured nobody wants them people get injured more nobody wants them people get injured more nobody wants them and then it's like now the Ravens are down to like starting their fourth string you know running back coming in and now you got to start making moves and that that's rough that is man, rough. man I'm going to tell you I'm going to give you some insight so Alex Collins was a Ravens running back, right? Yep. He, he was out of the league. They called him back. He's in the league now. Terrence West is out of the league. They called him. 
trying to get him back in the league. These guys were in the league, so or in the free agency pool. Nobody called them. <laughs> that just goes to show you where we at. Now, I, do do I think we should still have Super Bowl aspirations? I'm gonna say yes. We should still think about it. But if we don't fix our run game and we don't plug some of the holes in our defense, those are gonna get those are gonna get basically dampered really quick. Because playing Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and then Cleveland again, that's the gauntlet I'm waiting to go through to see how we fare. The other thing is those injured players, we're not getting a lot of them back. So it's like, this is what this is what it is. You know, this is this is what we got. Uh, and then, oh yeah, by the way, we're strapped for cash as well. So with that being said, it's like, hey, we, we don't have the, the the money to make a big move uh like we want to make. Um, but Explain uh, explain how big of a deal losing Marcus Peters is. I mean, for those in the IDP world, I mean, I know you may not know who a guy like Marcus Peters is, but we're talking about if he wasn't on the Baltimore Ravens, like 90% of other teams, he would be their number one cornerback. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so with that being said, the, the, the beauty of having a Marcus Peters in, in a Jimmy Smith is is huge because when you play the Travis Kelsey's, the Darren Wallers, all those guys, you can turn around and have him free roam. Because Jimmy Smith is six four, six three, six four. You can have him, hey, when you play over the top of him and Marcus Peter can kind of roll rover around underneath and he can jump a lot of routes and so forth. So I don't know if you guys remember um to, to show his complete role uh, when he when we played against uh, the Seahawks in 2019 when he was looking for, um, I think it was Metcalf. I think he was trying to get Metcalf, Metcalf the ball. And Peter seen it and jumped it and took it back like 60-some yards for a touchdown. That's his, his exact role for the Ravens. I don't really have to be on the number one guy. We can let Marlon Humphrey do it, but then I can help supplement that and run around run around underneath stuff and so forth. Now, if you have two uh, guys that are, are pretty good, if no, no, no harm, no foul. We put Jimmy Smith over the top. Same thing, same role. And then you supplement all three of those guys with a Chuck Clark. That's why the the the, the injury to Tavon Young, Tavon Young, was huge last year because you lost the ability to come up and hit people in the box as well. He's not a big hitter. That's the only thing about him. But, ball but he's hawk, an IDP savage. He, Chuck yes, Clark absolutely. is an IDP savage. Yeah, ball hawk. He would definitely come and pick your hey, pick up your lunchbox and go the other way. <laughs> So yeah, but um, you know the, the the Bengals didn't do anything super crazy outside of the the exploiting what Baltimore gave them. Um, you know, two guys between two guys, you had almost three hundred yards, uh, three hundred yards receiving. You, what? How how often was Marlon Humphrey on Chase? Was he on him the whole time, or did he keep changing to whoever was like on his side of the field? So so he was on him. That was his primary primary guy. Um, I do know, I think he was targeted, I think Chase was targeted 10 times and he, had, he got eight receptions. Um, Marlon was on him, I want to say seven or, or eight of those times. Damn. But, so Chase is the real, I mean, Chase is the real deal. If you're burning yeah, Marlon Humphreys, like you are the real fucking deal. Absolutely. And the, and the thing about it is Marlon Humphrey comes from a track family. Mar- Marlon Humphrey is, 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 is quick, straight line, but he's not quick in change of direction fast when it comes down to that. And that's the one thing you, you'll you see. Like, even on the broken tackle on, a, I think it's the 82-yard touchdown, 
It was, hey, I'm right here in front of the guy. He takes off running, and I can't catch up with him because guess what? It, it, t- it takes a half a second long than for me to activate to, to really get to top speed. By that time, I'm already six yards ahead of you. And so so when it, with that being said, it was just like, all right, foot race, I got y'all. It's a, it's a wrap. Nobody's going to catch me. Um, and, and that just, that just you know, what goes along with the territory when it comes down to Marlon Humphrey being a, a physical guy. Not He's straight line fast. He's not side to side fast and change of direction fast. All right, so uh, the next game would be we're not going to do the Patriots. I talked about that. There's <laughs> just no need to. <laughs> um, the game I want to talk about is the Eagles versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, this game, I, I liked it, this game, partly because of, you know, Jalen Hurts finally won a game where he didn't feel like, hey, all the pressure is on me to, to come out and throw four touchdowns, 300 yards and that type of stuff it was kind of like i can just go play my game and where we end up is that where we end up now i i still don't like this because you haven't gave him the the, the support when it comes down to the run game you you have a guy miles sanders you, you have scott you, you have all these running backs that that are could be good but you don't even give them opportunity like like you have you have people starting facebook groups for Miles Sanders to get more ca- more more carries, more more touches, and that's to me, it's like your fans even know it. Your the people that are not fans of you guys is like, why? Just trade the guy away if you're not going to use him whatsoever. And it's not like he doesn't have big playability. He has big playability. You just don't use him. Every I, I'll say this: every time Jalen Hurts leads in running rushing yards, chances are they probably take get taken to the woodshed. It just, just not, it's not good. It's not, it's not gonna be conducive for what you want when it comes down to, hey, you're trying to, you're trying to build a team that's gonna be good and compete in the NFC East. You're never gonna be able to do that having the Dallas Cowboys offense that they have, the weapons that the Giants have when they fully healthy, and then the Washington Football Team if they ever get their quarterback situation situated along with that run game, they could be something special as well. And, and, and it just. And here it is. You you have Jalen Hurts and Waddle, and that's it. I'm uh, not Waddle, but uh, Smith, uh, and that's it. So so and the, oh yeah, by the way, you traded away Zach Hurts. Why did you do that? I don't know. Have no idea. But whatever. Um, so for the for the Raiders, this is this is a good win for them again, especially with all the stuff that's going on with their former head coach. Um, a lot of people thought. You know, the, their legs will be pulled from underneath them. They've won two games since then. Um, and and they're, they're doing they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing when it comes down to uh, keeping the pressure on Kansas City. I, I know some some people that don't like Kansas City is loving it every time they see an AFC West team win a game. So they're like, Denver, come on, get your head out of your four-point of contact, win some games, knock them further down so they don't even get a chance to get a wild card. But it's just, I don't know. Um, their car, two touchdowns, three hundred over three hundred yards uh, uh, passing. It wasn't sacked at all. That's the other thing. It wasn't wasn't sacked at all. And and to me, <sighs> Philadelphia got to build the idea of me on defense as well. They they have none. I, I think me and you can throw five hundred yards. You know, you want to play quarterback or receiver, and we could just go out and get get five hundred yards on them just because. Um, 
they're just not good. Not good whatsoever. I don't even think a lot of people matter of fact, is London Fletcher still on the Eagles? <laughs> <laughs> they should go get him. I mean, the Eagles are terrible right now on defense. Yeah. <laughs> so um I will tell you, um Drake, Drake is a good a good supplement. Drake is a good supplement to have for Josh Jacobs. I don't know if Josh Jacobs is fully healthy right now. So so Drake, I was I was down on him coming over from Arizona. I was like, I don't know if he's the, I don't know if he's that guy. I just don't. I don't believe in him. Um, but it's just something about him. I guess he, he is the Alabama connection. Him being reunited with another Alabama running back is like, all right, now I, I can understand that the pressure is not on me to go out and get 100 yards. Just come here and be productive. Come here and be contribute, and, and I'll be okay. And, and I think that that's going to help them if they have that that system going forward and they get into the playoffs. Now you can't really just key on one guy, and you can basically have them both on the field at the same time and really try and gas some defenses up. So, yeah, totally agreed. Jeff in the building. What up, Jeff? Said Philly is awful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, 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 it, and, and the thing about it is, to to them, they think they have something going. They think they have something that's really going to be eventful later on in, in, in two years or, or later on in the season. And no, it's not. You're not waiting on anything. You have no run game. You have no no defense. You really don't have a, a really good receiving threat outside of Smith. Because God, let's be honest, who's God really running past right now? Right. Never run past too many people. So, so it's like, hey, okay, he's a five catch, 50 yard guy, maybe a touchdown, a game. Is that going to win you a game? Absolutely not. So, so you need you need those guys to, to to really tap in to what it is that you're trying to do, or you say, hey, look, we're gonna just tank this year out, get us some offensive linemen, or not offensive linemen, some defensive linemen that can pass rush, and then live with what we got. What's crazy is if your defense is that bad, like you literally have to be like a, an offense that was like on the Chiefs level, you know, over the last couple years to overcome it, because. I mean, teams are scoring 25, 28 points, like versus like decent, you know, versus good defenses. You got a trash defense. That means you got to be able to throw up 40 like every single year. Hey, it reminds me of the, I think it's the 98 Colts when they just, hey, you know what? We're giving up 40, but we're scoring 45. I mean, got to do it. The, um, what's it called? The Packers, they've been like that for a lot of years. You know, I mean, go back to Aaron Rodgers when they were winning. You know, those Super Bowls, I mean, maybe their defense was better, you know, the year they won the Super Bowl. But I remember in one of those playoff games, it was like Arizona Cardinals, like 40 to uh, Green Bay, like 45, something like that. And, yeah, it was no defense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and, and the, the other thing, especially with this this quarterback happy league, you, you got to try and take advantage of it. Uh, you know, you're getting uh, rough in the passer penalties. You know, all kind of hands to the face, all kind of crazy penalties that you got now. So it's like, hey, I'll take advantage of it. Just keep giving me more and more uh, weapons, and I'll just keep going for 5,000 yards each and every year. So at least that'll win us some games. It will look like we are a Super Bowl contender instead of a pretender every year. Yeah. All right, so uh, moving on to one of the shockers. Um, one of the shockers of the, the evening uh, for me uh, was the Detroit Lions and the, the L.A. Rams. Um, it, it was a revenge game for uh, Stafford. Um, it almost wasn't a revenge game for him. It, it almost was a letdown. Um, I, I know, you know, 
the game later on, later in the later in the game, it was 19 and 17. Detroit was winning. And I was like, man, hold up, wait a minute. This, this may not this, this may not be a good uh uh revenge game for golf. Um, not for golf with uh, Stafford, and instead it may be a revenge game for golf for you guys trading me. Um and I just think golf, golf is uh he's I think he's just out there playing at this point. I don't think he's really trying to make the team better. I think he's just just I don't even care about managing. I'm gonna just throw this ball up. I think Kevin Johnson came back last week. I, I don't know. I'm just just toss it to somebody um, because because yeah, you don't have the receiving core or, or whatnot, but you're not even out there trying to fire the guys up to make them believe some kind of false hope. And it's sad because you, you look at Williams that came from Green Bay, um, and you look at Swift. They, they have a chance to be special. Um, I, I know we had problems, you know, stopping both of them at, with Baltimore. Um, and, and, and lo and behold, you gave them 25. You gave them 25 carries. They got a little bit of, over 100 yards. Um, but you have no shot in the arm when it comes down to the receiving, to receivers. Like, like TJ Hawkinson, yeah, okay, I got it. He's a tight end. Um, but you need some kind of receiving threat as well to where these guys – are not getting 25 carries for just 100 yards. They, they, they need to basically say, hey, okay, look, let me get a receiver or two, uh, help them uh, put a, be a supplement to the run game. Once they get a sup- that supplement to the run game, now you can kind of open up the box. People don't sit there and just crowd the box and wait for these guys to get their handoffs and then go from there. Right, now, one thing I do like is the uh, the rookie standing up towards uh, Aaron Donald. I I thought he was gonna get trampled right there on national TV. I just I'm being honest. I was like, oh gosh, this is not good. But he stood up to him. He stood up to him, and, and he, he 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 blocked him very well. Um, when when it comes down to to what he was doing. Now they did sack uh, golf twice, but still he didn't back down. You know, he, he was like, look, I'm I'm here just like you here, and, and that that's cool to see because now you, you can say, hey, okay, at least the offensive line is gonna be in the good hands if they don't trade him away. But I can tell you this, if they don't start winning at least a couple of games, I can see him getting a sour taste in his mouth. And in the first first chance he gets outside his rookie contract, he's going to be like, yeah, I'm out. I got to go. I'm not going to stay here and, and go through this. Because he looks at a career like the Megatron or Barry Sanders is like, I've seen what they got them guys. No, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. Even as an offensive line. Uh, I got I got a sound drop that I uh, that I like to use for teams like the Lions. We got to back the truck up on them. <laughs> they are horrible out there. I uh, I was wrong about Swift, and uh, I wish I had Swift in more places because for fantasy, you know, he's been real good, and he's really been the only piece on that team like that's been viable fantasy wise. But yeah, the Lions they're going to be bad for a long time. Like they they really are. They they're not drafting well. They're not making good trades. They're not developing their players too well. I mean, every running back that they've had since Barry Sanders has been on the team like maximum of two years. You know, um, they're just uh, – they need to fix something. They, they need to fix something. There's a lot they need to fix. Yeah, and then on, on the other side, like I don't I don't want people to think like, you know, the Rams just came out straight out and just straight dominated the, the, the Lions or whatnot. Um, the Lions played them tough. The Lions played them tough, and it, it was it was late in the game where they just decided, "Hey, we're not gonna cover Cooper Cup anymore." You know, we we don't like covering him. He looks like he looks like a guy that 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 needs to get a touchdown, so we're gonna give him a touchdown or two. 
And, and it was just like, what? Hold on, timeout. So he finished the game with uh, uh, 10 catches, 156 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, Robert Woods, that guy can kill you from a lot of different spots on the field. And so I think he was the guy that they was kind of worried about a lot more than Cooper Cup because I felt they, I, I guess they felt they could, they could go ahead and, and contain Cooper Cup. And he showed them like, look, I'm, I'm the guy that you really got to worry about. And he sneaks up on you. So, so Cooper Cup, you're thinking like, all right, I got him bottled up. And then lo and behold, here you go. Here you go. You get this 50 burger uh, when it comes down to this pass catches. Um, and real quick, uh, Corey, what up, bro? Thanks for leaving that comment. Said my work partner just scored Henry for Aaron Jones and Diggs. Uh, he's not sure if he should do it. What do you guys think? I'd probably want Henry. I mean, I, I know that, you know, high insight Aaron Jones and Diggs should be better. But if Henry is the MVP of fantasy football, what's looking like he's going to be, you know, that that's a guy you want on your team. You build around a guy like that. That's what I yeah. think. Hey, yeah, no, don't let this week cloud your judgment because Devontae Adams is out. Yeah, he's going to look like a stud this week. He may not get those carries all throughout the rest of the year, so just make sure you remember that. All right, um, if you guys haven't already, you still, you're still here with us, make sure you smash your like button. Uh, if you have a like button around, uh, make sure you share the stream. Uh, and, and, and basically, uh, we'll, we'll do this every week uh, when it comes down to talking real football with myself and uh, – the fantasy football hustler. Yep. And I won't be here. I mean, I'm going to chime in as much as I can because I like talking football, but um, this, this is KD's show. He's, he's going to be rocking it here on the network. So he's going to be hosting this show. Um, he's got open reign to, you know, bring guests on the show or co-hosts or anything. So I, I, I've known KD for, man, it's been, uh, been more than a year. And we were rocking on a show last year pretty much every single week, and uh, it was fun. So, yeah, everyone just know KD, he's the man. He's going to be here every week, Tuesday mornings. All right. Uh, so the next game is uh, the Colts versus the 49ers. Um, this is this is one of those games I was, I was really, really hoping to see uh, Lance. I, I was really hoping to see Lance this game just because Jimmy G hasn't been given uh, the – the uplift to the offense like I thought he should have. He got dinged up uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, I just was like, you know what? Why not? You know, the, the Colts are, you know, uh, not anything special when it comes down to their record. Their defense is kind of staggering over some of the injuries they had along the defensive line. They were still trying to get some people back. So so I was thinking, why not give the, give the guy a, a chance to go out and, and prove his worth? It was at home. Why not? Um, but – for whatever reason, they said, no, we're going to go with Jimmy G. And uh, Jimmy G, I don't know if Jimmy G is missing something uh, or, or did his, like, his goldfish die or something, but he has a, he had a lot of promise. He had a lot of uh, a lot of conversation preseason for him to be giving us what he's given us when it comes down to these one touchdown, two touchdown, one, items, one interception type of efforts, uh, especially because – at one point, you know, he was like the the biggest prize possession when it comes down to quarterbacks or, or trade uh, bait and so forth. So, so for to see him continue to perform like this is just 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 out of control to me. Um, he finished with 169 yards, uh, one touchdowns, two ints. To, to me, you're never going to get it done unless the score is 10 to three. You, you're never going to get it done doing doing that ever. Um, and then on the other side, uh, Carson Wentz. He had very pedestrian-like numbers too. Seventeen of twenty-six, 
147 yards, but he had two touchdowns and no INTs. He was sacked once. Um, so he did just enough for his team to contribute. Now, the, the, the thing is, this is what's peculiar to me. I don't understand this at, at all. You have two running backs on, on the different teams. Both have 18 carries, 107 yards, one touchdown, but the score is totally different when it comes down to that. Just just blows your mind, right? But if you go down and you look, you look at the the the, the wide receivers, it was more than just one of them. It, it was Pittman Jr., Mo Alley Cox. You know, all these guys was pitching in. Even if they was getting their onesies and twosies, they was pitching in and supporting their quarterback as much as they could, whereas it was like, hey, it's Debo Samuel, and then that's it. And, and it was like, where are the rest of the wide receivers support for the 49ers? Where have they gone? Do, are they not trusting Jimmy G, or, or, or do they believe in him? Uh, I just don't understand it because you have Debo Samuel has 100 yards. The next person has 30 yards right after him. He was targeted two times. Debo Samuel was targeted 11 times. The next person was targeted um, when it comes down to yards two times. You had somebody who was targeted six times, hasty, but he only brought in three balls. So with that being said, it's like, I don't know if, if the continuity is there. I don't know if it's a trust factor. It just looks ugly to me, especially because you have the Seahawks. They're down right now. You have the 49ers. They're down right now. The the, the cream of the division is the Rams and the, the Cardinals. And, and, and to me, it's like you're help shaping your own playoff uh, hopes right now by not winning these games that are very winnable. You, you, this game is very winnable for you, and you just didn't realize, hey, I got to capitalize on this and win this particular game to where we're in a better playoff position come, come late November, uh, early December. Oh, yeah. It was uh, 49ers. Yeah, I know my Bogart, he's a 49ers fan, and I know he just – he'd rather see them just keep losing now. He he called it from the beginning of the season. He said if Jimmy is healthy, Jimmy's going to play. And so it really – it makes sense how they're doing, like, all this stuff. It's like they didn't just pull Lance. They had to make sure that he was hurt, you know, make it look right, and then they didn't even um, have him as on as active. So that was pretty wild. I think everything stats-wise in this game, it's really just going to be uh, – I mean, you got to kind of throw a lot of it out the window because you're not going to play in crazy monsoons like every single week. But uh, I was surprised that Pittman threw up the stats that he did even with uh, with this crazy monsoon going. But, um, yeah, Colts are the real deal. San Francisco, not so much. They're probably going to finish at the bottom of that division. Yeah, yeah, because uh, outside of Tennessee – that's that's the only real real threat in their division. So uh, they got a chance to definitely move in as a wild card. Yeah, make some waves, especially now that there's seven uh, playoff teams versus six. I mean, it, it seems like that seventh, you know, that that extra wild card there, like right at the end, just seems like it makes a huge difference on teams that used to get eliminated, you know, maybe halfway through the season. Now a lot of teams are in it, like right until the end. I like it. Yeah. Now, now I will tell you, it's going to suck for the NFC because you almost guarantee those NFC East teams are going to love that. The, the, they're going to probably take that wild card spot, like almost like immediately. Whereas in the AFC, it's kind of different because you have a lot of teams that are hovering around that area, that, you know, they're a little bit over 500. So, 
All right, so uh, moving along to the uh, the last game. It was the oh, no, I'm sorry, this the last game of Sunday. It was the oh no, I'm sorry, you're right. Monday night game. It is the Saints versus the the Seahawks. Um, you want to answer that, Alex? Oh, go ahead. I'm answering it in the chat. You're good. I'm just throwing it up on the screen here. Okay. Um, so the Seahawks and the Saints, um, looking at this game, you know, a lot of people didn't give Geno Smith a, a shot. They were like, you know, uh, Seahawks are going to lose every game that they have uh, until Wilson comes back, which, which is which is fine. Uh, the game was chippy uh, between Lattimore and uh, DK Metcalf. Yeah. I think we should have got Vince McMahon at halftime and said, hey, look, set up the ring. We're going to do a steel cage match right now on the fly. Let's do it. They want to fight, so let's let's bring it on. Uh, I think it would have been very entertaining to see that because that's basically what it was, what they was doing on the field. Um, DK Metcalf burned them um, because, you know, he made it. He tried to, you know, uh, rip the ball out, try to tackle him and, and rip it out. Um, and he juke moved the last guy, the safety, and just ran past it. And everybody knows DK Metcalf in open field, it, it spells trouble. It's just, oh, yeah. it's just not good. You're not uh, catching him. No, absolutely not. And then even when you do catch him, he's a mat truck. So exactly. <laughs> I caught him. Now what I got? Now what can I do? So, um, but Jameis Winston, I mean, I'm sorry, Geno Smith, he did what he's supposed to do. Uh, he kept it competitive, 12 of 22, uh, 120 yards passing, uh, one touchdown. But the, the kicker here, this was the kicker, five sacks. He was sacked five times. That To, to, to me, that, that, to me, that's 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 spelling that's telling me exactly what your issues are, and I hope the organization is paying attention to that and they address that, especially because uh, I think they didn't have a draft pick until the third round this year in the in the draft. So the Seahawks. So so with that being said, you almost know the first couple of picks next year have to be O line. If they're not going to be O line, you got to address it in the offseason. If not, I just don't see how you keep a Russell Wilson there. I just do not see him staying in Seattle if that if they don't fix the offensive line. Um, how, many, how many years does he have to complain that he that he wants to leave because you guys aren't fixing the offensive line for you guys to fix the offensive line? Come on, get him some protection. Yes, it, because because he's he's showing you what I'm. What I've shown you I'm capable of being an MVP caliber quarterback if you give me some protection. And it ain't even got to be top top tier. You can just hey go to the lo- local chicken house. And grab a couple of big guys out of there and say, hey, look, you want to start a couple of games in the NFL? Hey, we, we're playing the 49ers, the Rams, and the Cardinals over the next six, six weeks. Are you available? Yes, absolutely. Cool. Bring them in. Beef it up some kind of way. Give them give him some kind of hope to, to where he's like, all right, cool. They did something to try and protect me. Whereas if, if you don't do anything, it's like, all right, you guys kind of forced my hand, and I'm out. So I, I can't stay here. Um, the other thing is uh, their run game kind of disappeared on them. Uh, I was talking about Ellis Collin earlier. Uh, he, he came in uh, last week. I think he had 100 yards and a touchdown or close to it and a touchdown. This week, 16 for 35. Um, I'm not not going to sit here and uh, act like he just had a letdown. The, the Saints knew what they had to do. They knew Russell Wilson wasn't the quarterback, and they said, hey, look, we're we coming after the quarterback. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, we, we need to make sure we get home with the three or four people to where we can have those lanes taken away from those running backs as well. Um, and, and once they did that, it was kind of like, hey, we, we in this game, we just got to make sure Jameis Winston don't lose it for us on the other side. 
and, and they did that. Um, so James Winston, 1935, 200 yards passing, one touchdowns, no, no, one touchdown, no INTs, two sacks. Um, Kamara, uh, for me, it was the, it was the final, uh, well, not final, it was the glimmer of hope for us as fans of Kamara to really see him go 100, over 100 yards receiving, uh, and, and his, his 50 yards on the ground. He got close to, to the 200 yards of all purpose yards. That that's huge for me as, as a fan of the game because now it's like he his career is not going to totally die without having a Drew Brees there. So so now if you're a Saints fan, I feel good about this. Even though even though you didn't get everybody else involved and and, and so forth, um, everybody didn't have the staggering numbers. People, you got to keep in mind they're doing this all without you know their top receiving threat. You know their top receiving threat is still injured still injured. So, so if he comes back and he's anywhere near, if he's 75% of what he was before he got injured, then it's like, Hey, okay, cool. We can go forward and, and really do some things. The other thing that I want to highlight is uh, I want to talk about uh, just a little bit is the Adam Trotman, you know, the tight end for the saints. He is going to be huge for them. If they keep continue to involve him in the, the offense. Uh, I don't know. If you guys remember what cook was to the offense. But, but Cook was but at times it was like, hey, you're gonna take away Michael Thomas, you're gonna take away Alvin Kamara. Cool, I'm gonna soften you up in the middle. Trotman has this ability to do that. He's 6'5, 250 some uh, plus pounds. He's he can move really good, catch the ball pretty good. Matter of fact, I think he led the nation for tight ends at day, coming from Dayton. So so with that being said, I, I think he has a big playability that they're looking for. That just hope they keep him involved as much as they can going forward uh, when they play some other teams. Yeah, they, they, they need to get him. I mean, maybe when Michael Thomas comes back, maybe things will change a little bit because I know Troutman, I mean, he's, at least for fantasy, he's been a huge, huge, huge disappointment. But uh, so it's encouraging to hear you say that he might be good uh, in the future because uh, he's right there on waivers, ready to pick up for everybody. Absolutely. And, and, and that's the thing. It's like, because I was excited when they drafted him. I was excited just because of I knew the role that Jared Cook had. And I was like, you know what? This, this would be pretty good for them. But then it was like, man, he's going four or five games with one target. It was like, no, man, that, that's not good. That's not good at all. So um, the other thing is Seattle, they got to they gotta get Wagner some help uh, on defense. If they don't get him no help on defense, he's going to be another one. Hey, I'm, I'm kind of be out the door. I, I actually thought he's out the door this, this year. Um, but – for whatever reason, he's still in love with them right now, and, and I just, I it's just, gotta think, be Pete, it's got to be Pete Carroll, right? Like that relationship <laughs> with it, because they've they've been yeah. together forever. <laughs> yeah, and and I think it's kind of like he's like, you know, I, I grew up with this person, and I don't want to leave him because I feel like I want to hurt, I'm gonna hurt their feelings. But at, at some point, it's like you you look to your left and to your right, and it's like, hey, we're just not gonna, we're not gonna be what we want to be when it comes down to Super Bowl contenders if we keep doing what we're doing. Uh, okay, so Javante Williams uh, for the running back for the Broncos. Yeah, what do you think about him? And you can just give him from a real football perspective, and then I'll chime in on fantasy. Uh, I, I love I love his work ethic. I love that they involved him early, even though he's a rookie. He's a workhorse. He's a workhorse at uh, North Carolina. He's going to be everything you need when it comes down to if Melvin Gordon gets banged up, he can turn around and just keep keep going. He can carry the load by himself. So, so he can kill you in the passing game and the run game. Um, 
I would I would like for them to split him out a little bit more because his receiving ability is underrated to me. So so split him out a couple of times, let him get out there in space and, and see if people can tackle him because he does have the home run threat. That's another thing. Yep. He's going to be awesome for fantasy. I said it from the beginning of the season, and I'll say it again now. He's going to be a second-half darling, someone who, yeah, we got to see Melvin Gordon lose a little bit of the job, and uh, it's going to be one of those things. They didn't draft – they drafted him because they know this is last year Melvin's going, Melvin Gordon is going to be with the team more than likely. So it's just going to be a certain amount of time before – just Williams is the number one, no doubt about it. And like Melvin Gordon is like that change of pace guy real soon. It's coming. Absolutely. So, so yeah. Um, so in closing, uh, that was it for the games this, this week and so forth. Like I, like I told you some of the surprises I had, uh, the, the biggest thing is that don't hit the panic button just yet. If your team is a two loss team, if your team is, is, is even a four loss team, cause you gotta remember it's, it's 17 games this year. Actual games, so so there's a lot of room that can be made up. You know, some of the teams that are, uh, you know, realistically speaking, a team can be six and oh, seven and oh, and go on a slump and not make the playoffs. So so with that being said, just make sure you guys stay in tune with your team and, and don't burn all your gear or anything like that just yet. Stay stay being a fan, and, and you'll be all right. I, I promise you. And here and here's that Bogart. And here's the flip side of it also, because if you're 0-6 right now, 0-7, we got 15 15 weeks uh, or 14 weeks before we actually get to the playoffs. In one league that I was in 10th place and I've been doing real shitty this entire time, it's like everybody's putting up their best uh, game against me. Uh, I put up the second highest scoring. Uh, I'm winning. Uh, Everyone in front of me, three teams in front of me, I didn't realize uh, I was really close in points to them. And now I'm about to have the same record as all of them, but I have more points than them. So I'm about to jump from number 10 to number seven just because of one really, really good game where I outscored pretty much everyone in the league except for like the top scoring team. So stay the course. Do not quit because uh, anything is possible. Injuries can happen to any team. Absolutely. And and uh, the, the last thing I'm going to leave you guys with uh, before we start to wrap up is uh, if you do go to a football game, um, and you don't know if you can fight or not, that's not the time to find out. You know? <laughs> so so if, if you're not going to take somebody that's going to either keep you away from fighting or either they know how to fight and that way you don't get hit, uh, please do one or the other uh, or either just don't fight. Don't don't go to the stadiums and, and think, hey, you know, because you've been working out during COVID and you got these big muscles now, you think you're just going to go out and start knocking people out. Don't do it. You're going to end up on YouTube somewhere or, or, t- or TikTok or Twitter, and it's, it's, you're going to be more eventful than the game itself. So don't do it. We don't want to see anyone on social media getting their ass whooped because we're going to laugh about it. You know, we're going to do it. So <laughs> don't, don't be that person, that guy or girl, because it could be a guy or girl. It doesn't even just have to be a man. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Let's be responsible out there. Let's be safe. And Will yeah. said, would you trade Amari Cooper for Adam Thielen? I'd be receiving Thielen. Now, nah, just hold, bro. Uh, Michael Gallup is coming back. Uh, their whole receiving core is about to get a little bit of an uptick because of him. So I would hold. Hold for now. This was awesome. Tuesday Talks with KD. Every morning on uh, – every Tuesday morning, what was it, uh, 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific, bright and early for you uh, West Coasters. Yes, sir. Um, so, yeah, like if you guys haven't already, make sure you hit the smash button. Uh, don't smash the like button. 
Uh, you got any kind of comments, uh, feel free to leave them down on whatever platform you're viewing this on, and we'll gladly answer your questions. Uh, if you got anything that you want to add to, uh, please, please, we don't bite. Uh, we're not too standoffish. We, we like to interact with you guys. All right, and we'll see you back here in about four hours with Fantasy News Today. Um, Tuesdays and Wednesdays are a little bit of a light show with the news, so um, chime in. We're probably going to answer more questions on Tuesday and Wednesday than we do later in the week. So, all righty, guys, we'll see you later. Thanks for chiming in. Peace out. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. I just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, wintertime, I'm on the grind. Yeah, I got the ring, I'm the champ, I'm the genie of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my hustle. It don't make sense, but don't make a profit. So I hustle, ladies and homies. Make money, make money, money, money. Yeah. Really trying to get this money for the real. I want to find a thing to save my life. So I hustle, hustle. It ain't over for me. No, it ain't over for me. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Okay, let's go smoke that joint.